you will soon know me much better. And I've got to just give you a little hint that in my life and in my ministry, I have done just about everything, just about. I'm checking things off my list as I go along. I have uh, played baseball all the way through high school, all the way through college, one year of semi-professional baseball. I uh, have, uh, I was not a Boy Scout. So I did not check that off the list because I did not succeed in learning how to tie all the knots. And that was the first step, and I failed. I have uh, been a newspaper reporter and editor just like my father was before me and his father was before him and his father before him. So I am sort of a genetic journalist. And I'm not happy with my first profession at all anymore. But uh, my father died when I was 18, and I followed him at his newspaper where he had been the editor and worked during the time of the Watergate uh, scandal with President Nixon and President Gerald Ford and then Jimmy Carter, all of that. I was in the news business back then. But I came to my senses, went into seminary, and I've done everything since then. I've been the pastor of large churches, uh, small churches, mission churches. I've been uh, college chaplain several times in my ministry. Um, and then I finally saw the real light and came into the Catholic Church. And it's been 10 years now as a Catholic priest. I've got to tell you that some of the things I've done recently over the last 10 years uh, are really causing me to think a lot. I uh, have taught at all levels. I'm a teacher. My mother was a teacher. My sister is a teacher. My brother was a teacher. My wife is a teacher. I'm surrounded by teachers everywhere. I've taught everything from middle school to high school to college. I don't particularly care for the little bitty ones to teach. I'm uh, not very good with them. Uh, I can get the little kids all riled up and excited and get them screaming and shouting that I'd have to leave out the back door. Because <laughs> I don't know what to do when they do that. But in particular with college students over the last 10 years, uh, I taught night, night school. I taught night classes for uh, older adults, middle, you know, not the young kids who were coming back to finish or to start a degree later in life. And so I taught uh, people who worked a couple of jobs during the day then came to class at night. And I enjoyed that a lot because I had a lot in common with them and so do you. These were people who uh, worked hard during the day and then worked hard at night for their uh, degrees. And I had a little exercise, a little ritual I did with them that I want to focus on just for a minute because it applies directly to what Jesus said in John 14, verse 1, where he said, let not your hearts be troubled. Just keep that in your mind. Because I would start each class when the students would get there at 6 o'clock and we met until 10. And I would do this. I'd say, okay, everybody just stand up for a minute and and let's just check our pulse. And I'd have them put their fingers on their pulse, and we would check in with each other. 
And I'd start with me. We're just going to check in with each other by checking our pulse. And I'd say, I'll start. My name is Father Steve, and uh, I've got to tell you that I'm sleepy right now. It's dark outside. I've been up since 6 this morning. I'm tired. And I deal with hard things during this. I'm carrying a heavy burden with me about all of this. And then they would go around the room. There'd be maybe 15 or 20 of them. And they would do the same thing. They would say, well, my heart's broken today. I just lost my mother. Or my heart is very heavy today because my youngest son ran away. Or my heart is shattered because my husband walked out on me and the kids. Or my heart's just totally empty. I've got nothing, nothing, totally drained. And we would check in with each other by checking what I called our pulse. Incidentally, I recommend that you do that every morning. And I'll tell you why. Because what we were really doing, we were sharing where we were and what burdens we were carrying. And I've got to tell you, in this world today, we are all carrying major burdens with us. Oh my gosh. We're still in a mess as a society. And whatever country you want to look at, we look at. We're, we've got it much better here than some, some dear, dear friends of mine, religious sisters from Nigeria. They're people who are really suffering now because of their faith. And so we carry heavy burdens. And my students all did. And I would always, at the end of our checking our pulse with each other. I didn't let it go on too long because it could have gone on all, all night. Usually about five minutes. And I said, okay, we've touched base with each other. We know where we are. We're in the same boat. We're all carrying burdens, so let's get on with it. Let's lift up our hearts and let's keep pushing forward. And, and we did. I was very, very proud of some of those students for persevering through incredible burdens and we all carry them and into the midst of that into the midst of our burdens Jesus comes before us in our gospel and says let not your hearts be burdened don't carry burdens around in your heart there's no need to the burdens that we carry in our heart are those emotional things the things that some are physical, some are very hard. We pray for people all the time who are going through horrible physical pains in their lives now. They're all over our families. But we cannot carry all of those burdens ourselves. All those that does to us when we try to, it just drives us all the way down. Let Jesus carry the burdens for you. You know, there's a reason I believe that Jesus saved this teaching from John 14 uh, to the night in which he was betrayed. We look at this part of John's gospel and we're back in the upper room on Holy Thursday, the Holy Supper with his closest friends. I believe Jesus saved his most important teachings for that night. 
And we know the apostles were having trouble understanding him because Luke tells us in Luke chapter 24 that at the Last Supper, the apostles right there at the holy table were arguing among themselves about, about which one of them was the greatest apostle. Can you imagine? That wasn't the first time they'd done that. And we know that even at that Last Supper when they argued among themselves, Jesus took dramatic action. First of all, he got up, took off his outer garment, wrapped a towel around his waist, and he washed feet. Even Peter, who said, don't touch my feet, Lord. And Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, Peter, you have no part in me. So he washed their feet after he had already done the most important part of his teaching. This is when he took the bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to them and said, take this all of you. This is my body. She's given up for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then took the cup. Said, drink this all of you. His most important teaching. And in the middle of that, they knew what was going to happen. The apostles were not blind. They knew that the forces of evil were going to take Jesus off that night. He told them so three times that the Son of Man would be handed over and that one of his closest friends would betray him. And we know that that process had already started happening on Holy Thursday. And so Jesus tells them in the midst of that great anxiety, that great trouble, that great force of evil that was going to carry him to the cross and to die carrying our sins with him, he tells them, let not your hearts be troubled. Don't carry trouble in your hearts. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then he says the words that are among the most important ever spoken. We read them at funerals all the time. Jesus said, in my Father's house there are many mansions. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. And as surely as I go, I will come back for you and take you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way I'm going. And Thomas says, no, we don't. We don't know where you're going. We're going, how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one who is with us always. He gave you and me a promise that he keeps every minute of every day when he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. I will not leave you as orphans. He's with us every minute. You may not have felt it at the time, but when you walked through the door and came in today, Jesus walked in here with you. And when you walk out, he not only walks out with you, but after partaking of his body, blood, soul, and divinity, he goes within us. There is no force or trouble or pain or sorrow bigger than he is. None. We don't need to be carrying trouble in our hearts. Let him carry them for us. He will. Remember he said in Matthew's gospel, he said, come unto me all you who are troubled by carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. 
rest. We carry such heavy burdens that we can't rest. Yes, we can. We, carry, we, we exhaust ourselves trying to do the burdens that Jesus himself is ready to carry for us. So the, the main message that I encourage you, because I'm encouraging me too, is take your pulse in the morning. Take your pulse. Ask yourself, I'm checking in with you, Lord. I know you're already there. And then from that moment on, remember all day long, check your pulse during the day. That'll remind you who's with you. He's the one who gave you the heartbeat. Check in with him. And I've got to tell you that I, I don't do the pulse thing with middle schoolers. I do it with high school kids and with college kids and with adults. Middle schoolers have trouble with stuff like that because middle schoolers get on my nerves sometimes in a big way because generally what some kid will say, is, I don't have a pulse. And I said, well, great, you're in luck. I'm a priest. I'll give you last rites. Come on up here. He is with you just as surely as you are here with the rest of his holy children in this holy place at this holy time. And he's never going to leave you or forsake you. Check in with him. Check in with each other. Remember during the day that you're not, most, you're not supposed to be carrying those things that are weighing you down. Give them to him and then trust in him. We believe in God, believe also in Him. Trust in God, trust in Him, and know that He loves you with His whole heart, with a love that will never end.